All right, you guys can have a seat. Again, thank you guys all so much for coming. There's a lot of places you could be on a Saturday morning, but you came to church. And I believe that God is going to honor that and bless you. Uh, and many of you guys have asked, like, how, how did you get Daryl Strawberry to come to Mariners? Here's the story. I sent him a direct message on Instagram. And he said, I would love to come to speak to your men. And that's the kind of guy that he is. He is, he loves Jesus. Over the past month or two, uh, we've got to talk on the phone and email, and I've just been so um, honored to get to know him, and it's just so evident that Christ is in him, and he is passionate about speaking to men, sharing his story. So guys, would you welcome up our friend, Daryl Strawberry. Come on, come on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Come on, come on, come on. Not for me. Not for me, brothers, not for me. We just need to do, hey, stand up, stand up, remain standing. We're in the game, we're in the game this morning, we're in the game this morning. We're going to be in a good game this morning, we're going to be in the game of God this morning. All right, it's the game of God this morning. Can you play that song, Lord, I Need You again? Because, listen, guys. Every last one of us need him. That's right. Every day. We need his grace. We need his mercy. Doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what your story is. We need him. When you hear today who he is, some of you come here heavy hearted. Some of you come here troubled. Some of you come here not knowing. But God's going to speak to you. He's going to speak directly to you. I'm just a vessel. I'm just a vessel that surrendered my life to Christ. Stop straddling the fence. Stop playing the game. Got serious in the game with God. And you're going to see what God will do when you make that commitment. We're committed to everything else, but we're not committed to Jesus like we need to be. Our commitment to Jesus needs to be number one. Everything else is foolishness. But the commitment to Jesus... It's the greatest commitment a man can ever make. See, men, we got to get back to, we got to get back to that place. Lord, Lord, I need you. You got to get desperate for, the, for God. When you get desperate for him, he will do the great miracle in your life. When you get desperate for him. It's the desperation that we have to come back to as a culture, as men, and, and, and stop being ashamed and stop being worried about what anybody else is going to say. They're going to say it anyway. But I'm following Jesus. I don't know who you following, but I'm following Jesus. So let's worship that. Let's worship that. Let's hit that point again. Lord, I need you. Oh, I
Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for all that you have done. Father, speak to our hearts today. May we open our hearts to you. May we lay down our life and pick up our cross and become all that you created us to be. May this be a day of change, transformation. May this be a day of dedication. Someone comes back to rededicate their life to you. Father, we rebuke the devourer right now in the name of Jesus. Satan, you have no authority over any man in here that's today. Release him right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you because of the blood. The blood has cleansed us, purified us, washed us, liberated us, redeemed us, brought us to wholeness and righteousness with you, our Lord. Lord, we thank you for the word that is about to be spoken. Let the ears be open to be able to hear. Let the hearts be open to be able to receive. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. It is because of you, Jesus, that we're able to have life and able to have it more abundantly. We give you glory. We give you honor. Father, we send this petition up to you this morning that you will seal it, that you will see every life here. You will meet every need that needs to be met. And you will do what only you can do. Deliver us from our own self. And we thank you for the grace. We thank you for the mercy. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated, brothers. Amen. Wow, this, this is amazing, guys. Well, thanks for coming out this morning. And, you know, I, I got a dear friend of mine. So I want to stand up. Albert. Come up here, Albert. Come up here. Come up here. <laughs> I know he's a real shy guy. He's, uh, he don't like to be out in the you know, public much, you know, but uh, this is a great man here. This is a great man of God. Uh, this is a great, yeah, give him a hand. This is a great, one of the greatest baseball players you're going to see if you're living in the generation. This is one of the greatest baseball players that you were ever had a chance to see. This man is remarkable. Uh, the incredible time that he spent in St. Louis and the work that he did in St. Louis for helping others, more than just putting on a uniform, it's, it's the work that he has done, you know, and that's what a man is all really all about. And I just, I, I mean, he's here. He's here as my friend. I, I lived in St. Louis, and, and I got a chance to, you know, see him and his wife, and, and I just really appreciate um, his heart as a man of faith, you know, regardless of what anybody else may think. But, Albert, I just want to tell you, man, thank you for the great work that you've done, man, to help so many people. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, I wasn't part of the program, but <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Uh, Obviously, you know, worshiping the Lord, uh, who is in the center of my life, and I'm pretty sure the center of your guys' life. Uh, it doesn't matter at the end of the day what we do on the field, what we do off the field. The most important thing is serving God and what he has given us with the talent. And I believe, you know, more than just a baseball player that we were, our job is to win soul for the Lord. And all the glory. All the glory. <clears throat> 
all the accomplishment, all the accomplishments that I have done in the field, the MVP, the World Series, and all that. It's great, trust me. But at the end of the day, is I give him all the glory and all the credit because he knew me before I was even born. When I was in my mother's womb, he knew my past. He knew everything that was gonna come through me, the challenge. And through the challenge in life, you know, he's always there. He never thrown his back. I might have thrown my back on him, but he's always receiving me. His great endures forever in my house. And like the word says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We are supposed to be our leader in our house. And that's what I try to guide my family. It doesn't mean because, you know, growing up in the Dominican Republic, I, I didn't know anything about God. I used to go to church. I mean, invited once in a while, you know. But right now... This is my 20th year right now since I surrounded myself and I give my life to the Lord. And as a leader in my house, that's my job, to raise my kids, to raise my children, you know, to be a leader, a godly man, a godly wife for a future, and then to, to lead my wife. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not easy, but the Lord never promised us that it was going to be easy. But when we focus on Him and we surround ourselves and just bring all the, our, our troubles and, and just... Humble yourself before God, you know. It, it, it is easy, you know. He makes those decisions. So i just blessed to be here, blessed to have my friend Daryl here, you know, sharing the word of God today. And uh, God bless you all, and thank you for being here today. Thanks, Albert. I just, I just had to do that because of... Uh, of my generation, we all look at us as as athletes and baseball players, and uh, I got a chance to see Albert play and, and realize that he's going to be one of the greatest players to ever put on a uniform and play the game. And and um, you re- you have respect for I've always had respect for people um, who lived their life right, and he he's lived his life the right way. He's followed God, and he's done the things that that we all should learn from. You know, and, and I wasn't always like this, you know, holy and acceptable. You know, I was a heathen, I was a liar, I was a cheater, I was a womanizer, I was an alcoholic, I was a drug addict, I was a sinner, I was rich, I was famous, I was privileged, lived behind the community gates, had it all, but had nothing until I met Jesus. So, that's the reality, that's the reality of what it is of being separated and not knowing who Jesus is, you know, because I come from a broken situation and my father was an alcoholic, beat the crap out of me, said I never mounted nothing, came home for the last time, pulled out a shotgun when I was 14, said he was going to kill the whole family. What do you do? Me and my brothers went into action. We came this close to killing my father. I grew up here in California, went to Crenshaw High. Came close to killing my father when I was 14 years old. Could have been a tragedy in my life before I ever put a uniform on. See, scars are real. And brokenness is real. And we all have scars. But the thing about it is our scars, we're afraid to show people our scars, and Jesus showed us his scars. And we're so afraid, we're so afraid to show people our scars and and our wounds and our hurts, and and we could never get victorious if we never show them. We're so afraid of what others are going to think and what they're going to say. They're going to talk about you anyway. If you're doing good, you're doing bad. They talked about me when I was a heathen. Now they're talking about me because I love Jesus. They're going to talk about you anyway. So we need to understand that. We need to understand why God created us, why we're here, the purpose of our life. See, the purpose of my life wasn't to play bat, play baseball. The purpose was to use my baseball platform for his glory. 
The purpose of your life is to use God himself and his glory for wherever you're at, for wherever you stand. And whatever, whatever your life is, right where you're at, God wants to use you to be an example, to be a light in darkness. I'm going to talk about a few things. Salvation, the redemption of man from the bondage of sin and eternal death. Salvation. We need to understand salvation as a man. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. There's no in-betweens. You will be saved, guys. And we need to understand that salvation, his salvation is not like man's salvation. What man try to give us salvation and determine, you know, that we go by these standards. But if you go by his standards, you get eternal life. You get a whole different life. See, when I was lost in, and I was lost in sin, see, it was my sin that kept me separated from God. It is sin that keeps us separated from God's great plan in our life. See, I could never get to God, not that God didn't want me. He loved me in the midst of my sin, but he couldn't get to me because my sin, God has to turn away from sin because God is holy and God can destroy you just like that if he wanted to. He could have been destroyed me, but God has a plan, and his plan is greater than man's plan. His plan is greater than our plan, but if the thing I need to understand about salvation, that if you confess with your mouth, you have to confess the Lord Jesus, and you have to believe in your heart. See, it's two places there that we don't understand. There was a lot of places. See, I wasn't educated. Um, uh, I, I mean, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to Bible school. I was, I was educated by the Holy Spirit. See, I wasn't educated by going to school and getting this information because I was playing Major League Baseball. And I had time. I was, I was such a heathen. I was such a womanizer. And I was such a loss. And I was all these other things. I didn't have time to be getting no education because baseball kept me confused and kept me separated because I didn't know God. It wasn't until after I got out of baseball and I was broken and I was empty and I was at the bottom of the pit and God found me in the pit and said, I'm putting you in the pool pit. <laughs> See, but when you get to a place and you understand it's not you and you understand it's God, then you can do God's great work. See, it's us in the natural. See, our flesh always tell us we want all this. Our flesh tell me I want this, I want that. But see, I got to that place and I started laying with God and I saturated myself in the word. And God called me about nine years ago and said, I want you to preach. I said, I don't want to preach. He said, you going to preach. I said, no, I'm not. He said, yes, you are. He said, close that business and go home. And he said, the Holy Spirit is going to ascend up on you and he's going to teach you the Bible. Saturate yourself. Turn off the television. Turn off the cell phone. And get in the word. And he's going to teach you the word. And I looked out that window in that apartment in New York. After six months, he made it miserable. I looked out that window and I just cried. He says, you ready now? Huh? I said, yes. Because <laughs> he has a way he can make it miserable for you. He won't allow you to go forward when you're trying to go forward. 
and things that you think you should be going in. He's got a plan. He's got a perfect plan for your life to go forward. He's got a plan for all of us. See, if mankind, if we can understand uh, what he had called all of us for to use us and, and not being qualified. See, I'm not qualified to do this, but the Holy Spirit is qualified. I don't have to be qualified because I'm not up here preaching. The Holy Spirit is preaching to you because I'm not qualified to do it. See, we got we get to our place, we get to our place in our mind, and we think we got to be qualified, and I got to be educated, and I got to sound so good, and but I don't really have any power because I'm just talking. But the one first, oh, hallelujah, first John four four, he says, "Greater that He that's in me than He that's in the world." It's the great one that lives inside of you and rule and reign. It's Christ Himself. When you allow Him to be Christ over your life, He will rule and reign over your life, and He will teach you all things. He said, "I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit." When He was ascended, He says, "I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit to teach you all things in remembrance of Me." Not natural things, but supernatural. But you have to surrender. You have to give up something. You know what you have to give up, brothers? You have to give up your life to get life. You have to give up your life to get a new life. Because we have to understand, salvation is always good news. Always. See, this Bible here has been here. God's going to always use somebody. The one that say yes, 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 the one that say yes. Yes, a Y, three-letter word, Y-E-S. You enjoy salvation. You get to enjoy salvation, and it's free. Your salvation, does, your salvation depends on what Christ has done for you, not on what you do for him. Your salvation depends on what Christ has done for you, what he did for us on the cross. See, the Roman Empire had no idea who he was on the, hanging on the cross. Because if they would have known who he was, they probably wouldn't have never hung him on the cross. But they, it was supposed to go that way. They didn't know who he was hanging him on the cross. And when he hung on the cross, he says, Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Then he said, Father, Father, why have you forsaken me? And his last words on the cross was, it is finished. See, what a lot of us don't understand, he went to the tomb, but early Sunday morning, he got up from that tomb. And not only did he get up, he got up with all power. He has been resurrected. See, when you die, you will be resurrected just like Christ. When the old you die, when you can get rid of your old self-you and die and depend on Christ instead of depending on yourself, now you'll be resurrected just like Christ. See, when you understand Galatians 2.20, it talks about it. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. It is Christ who lives in me. It is Christ who rules and reigns over my life. Every day I get up, I worship Jesus. I think about Jesus. Before I go to bed, I think about Jesus. When I'm driving my car, I think about Jesus. I think about the goodness of Jesus, what he has done for me. I don't think about the greatness of who I was and what I've accomplished because it means nothing at the end of the day. Heaven and earth going to pass away, but not my word. Heaven and earth going to pass away, but not my word. Everything's going to pass away. See, when God called me nine years ago, he said, by the way, you need to know. I saw everything you were doing. <laughs> I said, everything? 
He said, everything. And when he tells you these things about yourself, he tells you to be able to correct you and bring you to a greater place and a greater understanding of why you're here. See, it's those that enter in. See, a man, see, most men won't come in. Am I in the right place? Let's, we just talk. We're just breaking bread today, okay? Most men won't come in. They straddle the fence. That's what we do. We hang out. We straddle the fence. Oh, it's just Jesus. Oh, I go to church. But that's all I do. I don't get involved. I straddle the fence. You know what straddle the fence mean? That means I'm a hypocrite. Because I'm just straddling the fence. See, I don't want to be a hypocrite no more. I used to be, this is how I used to be. Oh, it's just Jesus. I could sing a song and worship. Oh, have my hands up and worship. Oh, it's just Jesus. But I used to walk out and the devil said, you don't know Jesus. And he was right. He said, go get that girl. Go look in that chat room. Go play on this site. Because I didn't know Jesus. Is he not just Jesus? See, he's the alpha. He's the mega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. By his stripes, by his stripes, you get to be healed. You get to be clean. You get to be renewed. You get to be transformed when you really know who he is. He's not just a man like us. He's a man with no sin. There was no sin in him. He's a sinless man. He's a righteous man. He's a holy man. Folks are still waiting for him. He's the Messiah. He's coming back one day for the church. We get consumed with all these earthly things that the enemy puts in front of us and the temptations. It's like the devil put all the temptations in front of me. I was smoking crack, shooting dough. I was $3 million in debt, didn't have a driver's license, and I was left for dead. God came knocking on my door, say, I want you. I know I can trust you. I know you're going to tell them the truth. You're going to tell them about my son, Jesus. I'm going to save you, and I'm going to transform you. Like Romans 12, 2 talks about it. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's the word of God that transforms you, changes your mind, and brings you to the greatest purpose of your life. Guys, we are missing it. The women show up and they're getting it. We don't want to show up. Oh, I don't want to get up. It's too early. The devil is a liar. You better start getting up and getting with God. Because if you don't, you're the head. And if you don't, the devil destroys everything underneath you because he says, God, look at him. He's not the head of his house. See, he sits up there and picks on all of us about who we are and what we are. He said, God, look at that one. Look at that one. But when you become the head, when you become into a place of commitment with God, now you know how to fight for your family. Now you know, you know how to pray over your kids. Now you know how to pray over your situations. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. It didn't say it wouldn't, pro it didn't say it wouldn't form against you. It said it will not prosper over you. 
It's going to form against you. We all going to have some troubles, some tri- trials and tribulations. As long as we live here, I don't care who you are, you're going to have to go through some stuff. But it's, it's, it comes to a place about who do I know? Who do you know? Is it I know this man or that man or do I know the king? See, when you know the king, you can come to the throne and you can come to the throne and you can get down. You can get down at the throne and says, you know, father, help me. Father, I pray for my wife. I pray for my kids. I pray for the situation. Give me strength. Give me wisdom. Give me knowledge. See, we think that's weak. That's when you're strong. And that's where we're missing most of the things that we want from God are sitting right in front of our face every day. I was a fool for so long. This has been here forever. When are you going to start chopping it up eating it? This is good. Stop eating that Burger King when you can have steak. This is, this, is, this is steak. This is the steak you've been looking for. That dinner you be going out to and thinking that's a real steak, start eating this here. This is good here. And when we get to that place to start eating it, we become all that God wants us to become. See, God qualifies the call. It's not the call of you. It's not the call of man because you get appointed. It's the qualifier that comes from God himself. When you're ready to make that commitment, God's going to put you in a place and he's going to position you. He's going to position you for his greatness. See, I thought I was great when I was playing ball and hitting home runs and winning championships. I thought I was all that in a bag of chips. (laughs) The devil had me fooled. The devil had me fooled. Because if you don't know Jesus, I don't care how successful you are, it won't mean nothing in the end. It won't mean a thing. And I think about it, and I'm sitting here now, and I'm 56 years old. I've had cancer twice. I've lost my left kidney in my second surgery. And I ended up in a Florida State prison with a T17169 because of addiction. And I think about all the things that I had to go through, and I think about the goodness of the Lord. When do we get to that place as man and start tasting and see that the Lord is good? He tastes better than anything you will ever taste. He's better than sex. He's better than money. He's better than fame. He is fame. Because we all going to die, and you ain't going to get up. And I ain't going to get up. But he got up. That's the most famous man I ever met. When I started laying with him and understanding his ways and not my ways and not the world ways, and I started understanding why he created us and why he bought, bought us here. If Satan could keep you away from Christ... If he can't keep you away from Christ, he'll at least try to make you doubt your salvation. He'll try to make you doubt your salvation. 
if he can't keep you away. Even those of us who are strong in Christ, he'll still try to make you doubt your salvation. You better learn to rebuke him. Tell him, shut up, stupid. Because you know what? Because you think about it, he tempts everybody. He tempts all of us. He's tempted Jesus. He tempted us. He's going to do, he, he's, he does it to everybody. He did it to Jesus in Matthew 4, 4. He said to Jesus, you tell Jesus, I'll give you all this. I'll let you be this. I'll let you have all this. That's what he tells all of us. Don't you want to be this? Isn't this good? He always sets it up and makes it look good for you. He did the same thing with Jesus. Matthew 4, 4, Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Every word, every word. There is power in the name of Jesus. There's great, wonderful, working power in the name of Jesus. We need to learn scriptures. We need to learn how to use the word. See, when God called me nine years ago to start preaching, he says, I want you to go study Billy Graham books. The greatest evangelist is all the time. He wasn't about prosperity. He wasn't about stuff. He was about souls. Just what Albert just talked about. We're here to win souls. I'm here to win souls. I'm not concerned about how great I sound. It's about soul winning today. Because too many of people are missing out on salvation. Too many of people are not coming to the place where God has for them to be set free right now, right here, and doing great kingdom work. It's about the kingdom, guys. It's not about anything else. It's not about the earth. It's about the kingdom. Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all these things will be added into you. It's about his great kingdom. God lets an old broken me come and hear from his kingdom and hear him speak to me because I've decided to win souls what are we waiting for what are we waiting to be God's got a plan for every last one of us to line up to be all that he's called us to be but it's not until I make that commitment to the body of Christ it's not about the church. You know, see, we, some of many of us just think it's about going to church. It's about getting outside of the church, and it's about doing great work for God's will. Helping others, moving into a direction to help others to come know who Jesus is. Salvation is just not repairing the original self. It is a new self that is created by God in righteousness and true holiness. Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. With good. See, we grow when we study. I just can't pick up my Bible every Sunday and go to church and set it back down. So many of us get consumed with, well, I can't miss Sunday because the football game's coming on. Well, guess what? Somebody going to win, somebody going to lose. <laughs> when, I'm, when do I start investing in myself? Guys, when do you start making that investment? See, we want to make investments in so many earthly things, but we won't invest in kingdom things, Tim. The greatest return is from kingdom things, not earthly things. 
the greatest return you will ever get is from God himself. I wish I wouldn't have been so hard-headed and listened to my mama. Some of you sitting here today know what I'm talking about. Growing up in a broken family, father, alcoholic dysfunction, left me scarred. But guess what? I came to Jesus, and he healed me. He's waiting to heal you, too. That's out there. Whatever, it doesn't matter what your condition is. It's about your commitment to him. Turn that off. Is that not Jesus? Turn that off. (laughs) Another point. The blood of Christ justifies and saves us. Romans 10, 13 says, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. When you allow God to rule everything over your life, now you know you've entered in. When you're ready to give him everything. See, I had to give him everything. I had to give him my pride. I had to give him my ego. I had to get to a place to walk with humility. You know it's okay to walk in humility, right? We understand it's a great place to walk in humility because when you think about Moses and you think about how greatly Moses was used by God and Moses couldn't even speak. And he had an anger problem and he killed the Egyptian. Israelites in bondage. Slavery. Over 400 years, God uses Moses to lead them out. They could have been in the promised land in 11 days, but they complained so much, God sent them in the wilderness. God will leave you stuck right where you're at. But Moses was used mightily, and the Israelites saw the miracle, and they saw why he was used so mightily. They didn't understand because he walked with God with humility. Everybody you start reading about in the Bible, they all had issues just like us. Issues. Struggles, habits, hang-ups, they all had them. David put his best man Uriah on the front line to get killed so he could have his wife. Wicked. But God said he's a man after my own heart. God sends Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach the gospel. Jonah jumps on the boat to go the other way to Tarshish. How many of you been like that disobey God? He's going to send you somewhere and you go on the other way. I've been there. We just, I'm just keeping it real this morning, guys. But it all comes out of the book. Tells Jonah to go to Nineveh and tells them to repent. He's so merciful to allow us to repent. Because he already knows we're going to screw up. But he allows us to repent. He tells Jonah to go tell him to repent. Jonah goes the other way. God throws him in the belly of a fish for three days, three nights, spits him out. He goes and he tells them to repent. And the whole city gets saved, 600,000 is saved by one man. God will use one man to do some incredible work. That's you. That's all of us in here. Doesn't matter who you are. Young people, listen to me. Jesus is Lord. Don't get consumed with all this earthly stuff. If you're young in here and thinking all this other earthly stuff is important, it's not important. Jesus is Lord.
God wants your heart. Give him your heart. He doesn't need anything else. All he wants is your heart. Men that are here today, God wants your heart. He already know we got knuckleheads. <laughs> and it's okay, guys. And it's okay. Stop trying to be perfect because no one is perfect but Jesus. Stop trying to be perfect and say, well, well, I got to. No, you got to come as you are right now and let him do the work. Let him do the surgery. See, what God has done on me is that God has done surgery on the inside. Now I want to look like on the outside. But see, God does the surgery on the inside. He cleans you up. He transforms you. He brings you to a place where he gives you his goods. His goods are greater than anything that you will ever, ever taste in this lifetime. That book is rich. That book is healthy. And that book is full of real principles. And it's those that obey the principles. Oh, hallelujah. I just love God when, I understand, when you understand him. See, it's those that obey his principles. Now you get to eat from a land you don't even know about. You become a descendant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You eat from God's land. Not man's, you eat from God's land. God blesses and multiplies and increase. I started off in uh, 15 years ago and, and 16 years almost now. My wife was pulling me out of dope houses and I said, why don't you just leave me here and let me die? She said, you're just not that lucky. That's for somebody here today. Your wife wanted you here. You don't want to be here. You're just not that lucky. Now, God is speaking to your heart, and God is trying to ch change you. If God's gave you a woman that loves him and she prays for you, you need to learn how to love her. That's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. My wife today, Tracy, woman that loved God, God used her to bring me all the way back. If you listen to that woman... Your life will change. You stop thinking she don't know what she's talking about? Yes, she do. God is speaking to her. It's not until you align yourself up as a man and God's plan, God will use whatever he has to use to get your attention, to get you where he needs to get you because he's trying to get you somewhere. He's trying to get us all somewhere. But we got to be committed. We got to really give him my heart, guys. See, when, when you really give God your heart, this is what you get. You get him. There's nothing greater than God. There's nothing greater than understanding Jesus and his great love for all of us and the passion that he has for us. None of us are a mistake. We've all made a bunch of mistakes. And we all will fall short. I don't remember the Bible says some fallen short. It says all have fallen short. And it's okay to fall short. Get up. Get in the game. Lead your family. Somebody came in here with a heavy heart about their family and leaving. Don't you leave your family. The devil is a liar. That's what he comes to do. To deceive you and make you believe that this is not working. 
It's not working because you haven't lined yourself up right in the principles. If you line yourself up right in the principles, it will work. It works. I am a living witness that it works. Albert's a living witness that it works all these years in his life. It works if we get in the game. It doesn't work if I'm straddling the fence and I'm playing games and thinking, well, I'm in one week and I'm in out next week. You can't be in and out. You got to be in. You got to stay in. You'll go through some hard times. That's okay. You got to go through to get to. It's those that don't quit. It's those that don't quit. It's those that stay and don't quit and finish. Lamentation 325, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. He's good to those who wait for him. Those that wait upon the Lord renew their strength daily. Those that wait, those that get impatient and saying this don't work. See, I was like that too. We all want to say this don't work because it's not working on your time. Well, when I was out there heathen and living in sin, God wasn't, God didn't get rid of me. He was waiting for me. So that means we got to come to the place where we got to wait on God. But you got to, you got to get rid of some things if you really want to, if you really want to make a real change. Man, you got to get rid of some things. Old things. See, all the old things I had in life I got rid of, they're all gone, old things. How do you, it gets lonely being, a, being in ministry and being an evangelist, have to travel and preach. Nobody wants to be my friends at times, but, well, well, that's okay. I had to get rid of the old things. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I have become new because I've gotten rid of the old things. I'm not trying to be friends with everybody. I'm not trying to be friends with the world. I'm not trying to be like this society. I'm trying to be different because of what Jesus has done on the cross. He's already paid the price. He shed that blood on the cross for me, for you. That blood on that cross is clean. He did that for you. That you may have life. And that you may have it more abundantly. And guess what, guys? Hallelujah. It's free. We're going to pay for everything else. But this word is free. All you got to do is pick it up and eat it. And if you pick it up and eat it, God's going to reveal it to you. And if you stay and be consistent and not get weary in due season to stay and not be overcome by evil thoughts and evil things. Second Corinthians, therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. But one thing you got to understand, if you don't get rid of the old, you can't get to the new. Some of you still holding on to old things. I wish I could have, should have. That's what people say to me. Don't you wish? No. Because I probably could have played and made another $50 million playing baseball, but I would have never met Jesus. That's just for me. Because I was living a lie. A man like Albert Pujol has been blessed 
because he's lived under the principles. Those are the biblical principles. When you live under them, God blesses you. That's where God's blessings come from. When you live under the biblical principles. See, I'm blessed today because I live under the biblical principles. It's not about stuff. It's about the kingdom. It's about God's will for our life. When do we lay down our life and pick up our cross daily and carry our cross? When do we deny ourselves and turn? See, now I'm going to get down to it now. I got about 15 minutes left and I'm going to get down to some nitty gritty here. Jesus is here to rescue you from your sinful ways. He's here to rescue you. The three R's. Jesus is here to rescue you from your sinful ways. Rescue. I'm a sinner. I just don't practice anymore. <laughs> Once about a time I was practicing sin all the time. But today I don't practice. But I'm a sinner. It's a big difference in practicing sin and, and, and living any old kind of way and doing any old kind of things just because I feel, oh, I'm entitled, I'm a man. Well, we open the door for the devil to come right in when we feel entitled. And guess what? He comes right through it. Because Jesus said it in John 10, 10. Jesus said, the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundantly. He's telling you what the enemy comes to do in John 10, 10. He's come to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, I have come that they may have life and may have it more abundant. Abundant life is peace, joy, wisdom, knowledge, power, all wonderful things, not stuff. Because now it teaches me how to live to have an abundant life. Now I know how to live. Now I know I don't need stuff to make me happy. Because I got the greatest stuff I ever needed in life. It's the word of God. Then he's here to redeem you by his blood. He's here to redeem you by his blood. Then he's here to rescue you with his grace. See, when you go to um, see Saul, who was on Damascus Road, headed to Damascus Road, and you see gets knocked off the horse and blinded for three days and three nights. And then God transformed him. But it was a man by the name of Ananias that God gave a vision to to go lay hands on him. And Ananias knew that Saul was a Christian killer. Saul was killing Christians. Saul was an educated dude. He was a bad dude killing Christians. God knocks him off a horse blinded for three days and three nights. And he says... Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? That's just like a lot of us. When we're doing what we want to do, like Saul, we're persecuting, not the church, we're persecuting Christ himself. And he blinds him for three days and three nights. Ananias goes and lays hands on him. He gets his sight. Guess what? He becomes the apostle Paul and goes on to write 13 epistles. God uses his foolishness for his glory. God used my foolishness for his glory. See, what you're seeing here today, you're seeing a man that has been transformed by God himself and God's glory is all inside of me because I decided, just like Saul, after he touched me, I decided I'm not going back. 
I'm staying. This didn't happen overnight. God set me for seven years without speaking to me. Seven years. You sit in the back of the church and get discipled. That's what so many of us need to learn to do. Sit in church and get discipled, bring our Bible, get discipled, grow, so we can grow into what God wants me to be. Instead of me always complaining and saying, well, this is the church is this, the church is that. No, it's not the church, it's you. Because the church is Jesus. It's not the church. This is a, just a building and a worship place and we go and we come as a group together and, and, and fellowship and learn and how to grow and become all that God wants us to become. But if I, I'm closed-minded, I'm never going to grow. But if I open my mind and open my heart, then I'm going to grow. See, the book of John, the book of John It's about believing. The book of John is so powerful when you learn to start reading it because Jesus did so many miracles. The miracles he was doing back then 2,000 years ago, he's still doing them today. And the book of John is about believing. John 3.3, 3, he told Nicodemus, unless one is born again, he can't enter the kingdom of heaven. See, we're all sitting here because we were born of the natural birth through our parents. Through that seed that God made. God made that seed. You're a seed from God. That's a natural birth. But the second birth, Nicodemus didn't understand. He was talking about how can one go back and be born again, born again. He didn't understand. Jesus was talking about the second birth, which is supernatural. That's the birth of the spirit, which is supernatural. See, the first birth is our natural birth, but the second birth is supernatural because it comes from the spirit of God. And John 4, there's no secrets to God. By the way, I just need to let you guys know that. Everything that you do, God sees. Just know that. Because he knows it all. Jesus was at the well, and he told that woman at the well about her five husbands. said, the one you're living with now is not your husband. He said, by the way, that water you keep drinking out of the well, you're going to always be thirsty. But he said, this living water I give you, if you drink this, you'll never thirst again. Ever since I've been drinking this living water, guys, I am not thirsty. It's living water. You will never thirst again if you start drinking this living water, which is him, the living word, the living water. See, we all read a book. Guess what? Jesus is the book. He don't need to read. He didn't have to read. He's the book of life. Then you go to John 8. Don't be like the scribes and Pharisees and the Sadducees wanting to stone the woman because she was caught in adultery. They wanted to point at her sin. Don't do that to people. Just pray for them and keep praying for them. We already live in a broken society. It's already crippled. The enemy got so many people confused because they don't read the word. They read what the television is saying. That television don't mean nothing until you read that word because the Bible is going to tell you what's going to happen. And it's happening all around us. The scribes, the Sadducees, and the Pharisees wanted to stone the woman because she was caught in adultery. They were pointing at her. Jesus was stooping down his hands, just thinking. He stooped back up. He was, I, I, Jesus was probably like, man, these cats don't even know who I am. To himself. And he said to them, 
He who was out seeing cast the first stone. From the, from the oldest to the youngest dropped the stone and walked away. Jesus is a bad dude. Some of you that don't know him, today is your day to come to know him. Some of you need to come back home and make a commitment. Stop playing. Stop straddling. The devil going to kill you. He wants you to die in your sinful ways. He wants you to die without knowing who Jesus is. Can I get a little music up here softly? Anybody? <laughs> Anybody? It's good. It's good to break. It's good to break bread with you. It's good to be here. I'm glad Tim reached out to me. Such a good dude, humble. You know, this is what it's all about. You know, it's, it, he said, I don't have a lot of money to give you. I said, so what? I don't care. It's not about that. It's about men coming to Christ, coming home, taking your rightful place. The devil almost killed me. That's what he want to do to you. Don't let him win. We win when we commit ourselves to Christ. John 5. I love this text because I was in Israel last year in Jerusalem with my wife. And I went to this pool that I preached about a lot pool of Bethesda and there were certain people there lame sick and they all had different kind of situations conditions and Jesus saw this man sitting there and Jesus didn't ask this man about his condition because Jesus didn't have to ask him about his condition because Jesus already knew his condition Jesus has asked the man do you want to be well he sat there for 38 years, paralyzed. And he said, sir, every time I try to get in the pool, because the angel would stir up the pool, first one get in that day, get well. He said, sir, every time I try to get in the pool, people were always getting in front of me, sort of like that. And Jesus was like, I'm not talking about that. Jesus says, do you want to be well? Some of you today, right now, Jesus is asking you, do you want to be well? It happens just like that. Just like that. The man finally said, yes. He says, pick up your bed and walk. Made him well immediately. Just like that. That's how quick it happens. When I decide to surrender, when I decide to give it up, when I decide to say, I'm no longer going to live like this. I'm no longer going to live this lie. I'm changing my way. I'm going to walk a different way. I'm going to talk a different way. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to serve people. I'm going to serve my family. I'm going to serve my church. I'm going to serve my community. Get involved, man. Get involved. You don't know when God's going to take you home. I don't know when God's going to take me home, but I'm ready now. There was a time I wasn't ready. Men, get involved. God is calling you. He's calling your name. He's been calling your name. Give him your life. You'll never go wrong if you give Christ your life. You will never, 
It will not be perfect. You will go through some trials and tribulations, but you will have a great foundation in Christ himself. This is a commitment. Some of you need to come back. Right where you're at. Don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Play the music. We're getting down to business, guys. I come way out to California and get down to business, man, because I love you. I want you well. I want you free. It's time. It's time. It's time. Guys, 2019, it's time to be free. Wherever you're at, all over the room, wherever you're at, if that's you, just stand up. I want to pray for you. Whatever it is, whatever habit, hang up, hurts, don't worry about what anybody else thinks. There you go. There you go. There you go. Just stand up, man. Let God do the work. God does the work. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. That's it. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Do not. Let me tell you something. God loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, all of you that's standing around this room, you need to know God is crazy about you. There's nothing we can do that's too far for him to bring us back and restore our hearts. Today, God has restored your heart. Don't walk out of here and be the same. Yeah, you heard from a man, but it's God that you hear and speak. He's speaking to your heart to deliver you, to set you free. He says, come, let it go. While you're standing, let me tell you this quick story, then I'm going to pray. My father beat me and was an alcoholic. Five years ago, God leads me to go see my father in the hospital, and God makes me repent to my father for keeping him out of my life and my whole career. He said, I don't care what he did to you, you repent. He says, how dare you not forgive him, and I forgave you. I asked him to forgive me, and I laid in his lap. I cried. I lost him. God said, raise up. He says, now lead him to me. There was a man that beat me and rejected me. I was leading him in the sin of prayer. And God told me to always remember this. It's never about you. So today, some of you have made a real commitment. It's not about you. It's about what God wants to do through you. Get involved. Connect. Don't just make this a one time. Men, stay connected. That's the way you grow. That's the way you change. When you stay connected, you come to church. Get in your Bible, man. Get serious. Turn that television and phone off. Read that word. There's power in that word. Power. Wonderful working power. Miracles happen when you get in the word of God. And I thank you all for being bold today. Today, it, it takes a bold stand, stand to stand up and say, you know what? You know what? That's what it took for me. It takes, a stand to, it takes a man to stand up and say, you know what, Lord? I ain't right. 
I need to get right. Nobody else can get you right but Jesus himself. Nobody but Jesus. And he's not going to condemn you. He's not going to beat you up. When you say forgive me, it's forgiven. Now it's time to move forward. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We honor you. We praise you, Father. Father, we thank you for every soul that stood up and those that might not have, Father. We pray for them right now, too, that you have touched their heart. Father, we just ask that you help us. Help us to grow, to be all that you want us to be, not what we want to be. Let us make a commitment to be more in tune about kingdom things and your principles this year, 2019. As a man, Father, make us who you have created us to be. We know what Romans 8, 28 says, and we know all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord to those called according to his purpose. Father, these men that have stood up are called according to your purpose. You know everything about them. You know every situation nobody else needs to know. But they have asked you right now as they stand to please forgive them that they may turn from these wicked ways. Second Chronicles 7.14, if my people who are called on my name would humble themselves and pray. Father, we pray today that you would just give us the grace and mercy that we need to become righteous and right standards with you. Bless their heart, bless their family, bless their children, bless everything that they touch. May they prosper, may they move forward in all that you have for them. And we give you glory as we send this petition up to you to this day. For every soul that's in here today, thank you for touching them, Holy Spirit. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's thank Daryl. God bless you, bro.